Welcome back to the Lobby Good Works podcast. I'm Mary Beth Hughes, along with a special guest from the Louisiana Pediatric Cardiology Foundation, Angel Bourgeois. Angel, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. You've been following along with us. The Good Works podcast spotlights folks and organizations in the nonprofit space doing great things around Louisiana. Angel, give us a little bit of background on the mission of LPCF and what you guys do. Absolutely. So we started in uh, 2001 primarily to give family grants to families who had a child born with a congenital heart defect. Baton Rouge does not have a pediatric cardiovascular surgeon to this day. Oh, wow. So any child that has been diagnosed with a congenital heart defect, whether it's um, pre-birth or after birth, they must travel to get life-saving surgeries. So the doctors realized a need of some, a lot, most of these are underprivileged families, and so we provide grants to these families to help with out-of-pocket expenses. It pays for gas to get to a hospital. It may pay for an airline ticket to fly to a hospital. It may pay for garage parking fees. It may pay for meals. These children are in the hospital for weeks, sometimes months at a time. And so these grants helped these families while their child was undergoing life-saving surgeries. So that's how we started in 2001. To this date... We've given out over $525,000 to oh, families. Wow. Uh, they travel all across the United States, and they are appreciated. I get thank you letters from these families saying, you know, thank you so much. We, this uh, grant money really helped us out while we were in the hospital. So that's how we started out. And then in 2012, our cardiologists got together and wanted to provide a service to the community. Uh, in 2011, quite a few kids died um, while playing sports from undiagnosed heart conditions. And so they decided to provide a service to the community of free heart screens. Since 2012, we've screened over 8,600 kids. That's 8,600 wow. kids since 2012. This year alone, we're screened 955 because of COVID. We had to put it on hold. And so this year we have been really, really busy. Sounds like it. Doing the heart screens. But, um, about 4% of the kids that we screen need some sort of follow-up appointment. Now, it could be that it, they just need a repeat screen and everything turns out okay. But also we find, we're looking for, let me back up, we're looking for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, which is the leading cause of death in student-athletes. Mm. Um, approximately 3,000 kids in the United States die each year from an undiagnosed heart condition. So we are looking for that, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, but while we're screening, we also find other abnormalities. It could be enlarged hearts, it could be arrhythmias, it could be holes, ASDs, it could be structural defects, it could be tachycardia. So while we're looking for hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, we do find other, and you're gonna tell your story. Yeah, have a, um, have a personal testimony to the wonderful work that LPCF does. Um, and we'll get we'll get into that in just a few minutes. But I want to talk about your story too, because you have a child that has had a, a con, you say it a con, congenital uh, heart defect. Congenital heart defect. And so, is that kind of what led you to LPCF? Absolutely, give us, absolutely. Yeah, give so I have a 17 year old. Um, we found out while I was about 26 weeks pregnant that he had a very complex congenital heart defect. Um, basically, the left side of his heart did not develop. So they call that hyper, uh, hypoplastic left heart syndrome. So we knew that there's another different story, but I'll, I'll make, give you the short version. We knew that he was going to have multiple surgeries right after he was born. 
So the first four years of his life, he underwent five open-heart surgeries. He underwent numerous other appointments, whether it was um, patches and balloons and uh, cats, you know, just tons. And t- about, I think I counted 18, 18 other um, procedures. But he's 17. He's doing really well. He takes medications. He can't play sports, but he is a normal junior in high school. He manages the cross-country team, and so he's involved um, in sports in that way, being a manager. But that's how I got involved. The first four years, obviously, I was living in and out of hospitals. But after that, um, one of the doctors approached me about fundraising because we were trying to grow. This was before we even, um, it was right when the heart screens were started. And they approached me about doing some heart, um, some fundraising. And I said, sure. So 12, 13 years later, I'm still with the uh, foundation and um, raising money to support the family grants and the heart screens because um, obviously the heart screens are free of charge to the students and the moms and dads. So we're always raising money and we're always writing grants and that's basically what I do. Yeah. Well, I want to share a little personal story with with LPCF. Um, So I have a younger brother named Sam. Um, He just turned 22 yesterday, actually. Happy birthday, Um, Sam. Yeah. Happy birthday, Sam. But um, so Sam was a senior in high school and had played sports his whole life. He, um, his senior year, he was playing baseball at Dedham Springs High School. And the picture of health, I mean, he never missed a doctor's appointment. He did a physical every year, which is required if you're a student yep. athlete. And so, you know, doing great, about to graduate. And um, LPCF came into Dedham Springs High School during his senior year and was offering free heart screens. And Sam didn't really think too much about it, honestly, but he said, you know, this is a free service. I might as well go ahead and get get my heart screen. We're very thankful that he did because shortly after my mother got a call um, saying that we we found some abnormalities on your son's heart scan. Wow. We would recommend you visiting a cardiologist. And so kind of threw us for a loop there because, you know, Sam had never had any serious right. health problems. You think most athletes are in great shape. Exactly. You know, working out that much. And so so he they made an appointment, went to a cardiologist, um, Dr. Hickson. And who is my child's cardiologist? Right. We just figured <laughs> that out, which is such a small world. Yes. But So um, he went in and Dr. Hickson told them that he had an ASD, which is about the size of a quarter. Um, And for those who don't know, an ASD is a hole in your heart. And Sam's was so large that when he went to the doctor, you couldn't hear it because there was no murmur. Um, And it was so big. That's how they usually catch ASDs. From murmurs. Right. And so, um, so they hadn't caught it. And he told them that if they if he hadn't gotten a heart screen, there's a possibility he would have been dead by 30. That is amazing. It's amazing. And we, I mean, you get those. What, that that <laughs> news did not come uh, right. uh, on light ears. Oh, wow. right. And so following that appointment, um, did a had a failed procedure to fix it, a patch that didn't, mm-hmm. that didn't work. And so he was referred to Texas Children's Hospital, one of the best hospitals in the country, and they performed open heart surgery and they fixed it. And this was in June of 2018. And now Sam is student body president at his at his college and he's about to graduate. And I just want to say personally from the Hughes family, how much we appreciate well, everything you. that you guys do. I'm glad we caught it. Yeah, because it it's you know, as a sister, looking back, it's you think about the what ifs and that's what right. if he hadn't decided to get that heart screen. And that's the, really the news, that, or the information I want to get out to people is, is, again, it's undiagnosed heart conditions. You know, it could be the picture of health. You don't know that there, there's an underlying heart condition and our right. screens 
catch most of these. Mm-hmm. They're probably for you that I don't know about, but um, right. that, that's fantastic. And it was interesting because when all this was going on, there was, there was only a handful of students that took advantage of the service mm-hmm. out of all the student athletes. I mean, Denham Springs is a, it's a very big school. It's a five, a school. Yes. And only and a handful. Brother was one. And he was one of them. But out of the, that handful, there were a couple that had concerning abnormalities, not to Sam's level, um, not none that I know but of. But needed had, a follow-up. But needed a follow-up. And so with this not being required as a part of a, an athlete's physical, Correct. some people never, they don't know that they have this problem until Correct. it's too late. And that's also something that we should probably say, these heart screens are not included in an athletic physical. Mm-hmm. All students need physicals in order to participate in sports at any school, heart screens are not included. And so that's why we think our program is so important because it's free to these students. You know, all they have to do is call our office. Either we go on what we call an on-campus screen where we'll take a whole afternoon um, and screen as many student-athletes who want to, um, or they can call me and have an in-office screen, which means they would go to our partners, Pediatric Cardiology Associates and uh, go there to have the screen. So, yeah, it's very important. I wish that the word would be out even more. We're a very small foundation. We try to get the word out. I think it's mostly by word of mouth. You know, one mom's telling another mom, hey, you know, this foundation came to our school or, you know, we made an appointment at the office and we had these screens done. So thank you for having us because this of will at least, least get the word out to a few more people. Right. <laughs> and and if you're listening, if you're a parent or your child has not received a heart screen, I would just encourage you to get that done because you never know. That's um, right. And it's, it's so easy to and do. It's, it's so. also an ease of mind. You know, if it comes yeah. out normal, then you, a parent says, great, continue your, your sports journey. But right. um, if we find something, then who would not want to know? Exactly. Exactly. So tell us about when you do go into schools, how does that work? Do you do you just reach out to the school? and, and We know, do. Make an so a lot of schools that we've already been to reach out to me mm-hmm. every year and say, hey, you know, can we get on your schedule? I try to do it in January and, and start reaching out to all the schools and fill up the whole year, calendar year from January to December. Um, but yes, that's all they have to do is call me. I put them on the schedule. All of the um, parents have to fill out a consent form. Uh, There's a lot of information in the packet, um, along with information that we need in order to do the screen. But that's all it takes. You know, call me, we'll go to the school, or you'll have an individual appointment um, and to go to PCA and have the heart screened. It's a simple process. I was going to say, it's as simple as that. Very simple. Then they screen, and then after the the doctors love the doctors at PCA, they read them on their free time and when they're not in clinic as a service to the community. After the screens are read... They give all the information back to me, and I send a letter to the parents, uh, most normal. There's, there's, um, they either have a, a normal letter, they have a letter that says they need to follow up with their PCP, which is something other than a heart issue. If there's, um, They fill out a questionnaire, and if there's some other uh, information that the doctors think needs to be followed up with their primary care physician, that's another letter. Um, or there's a letter, which is the worst case scenario, it, not necessarily worse, but it will say you need to follow up with the uh, cardiologist, but right. that's the process. And whenever you do go into these schools, what is the participation like? Because as we said earlier, 
it's not mandatory. It is um, not. And it's also not mandatory for a physical, you know, when athletes have to go for a physical. So when you come into these high schools, um, do you see a lot of participation? Has that gone up in It has years, definitely or? gone up in year the past few years because of word of mouth. And I think also because more athletic uh, directors and um, athletic trainers are hearing about us and are reaching out to the parents and in highly encouraging them to uh, participate in the screening but I would say, you know, like a 5A school, we went recently to a big school, and we had about 120 that participated. So out of your 1,000 so students, mm-hmm. you know, we had 120. And that's probably the norm. Um, 150 is, is probably a, a larger amount um, at other schools that we've been to. But then, again, we've been to other schools, and, you know, you may have done 50 so it depends. There's only one school in this um, in Baton Rouge that requires every athlete to have a heart screen. They cannot participate in um, athletics until this heart screen is done. And we hope that more schools make it mandatory yes. just because we see the importance. Mm-hmm. But it's not there. We're not there yet. It, so LPCF, um, tell us about your, your reach. Are you guys just in the Baton Rouge area or which so schools do you guys go we to? Do, well, we, it's the great, greater Baton Rouge area. So we will travel. In fact, I had someone reach out to me last week from Greensburg, and that was about maybe 50 miles away. Uh, we've traveled to Lafayette, which is 65 miles away. So I would say in that general vicinity, as long as we can drive there in the morning and have, you know, five, six hours to screen and then drive back, it should be good. But we usually say greater Baton Rouge area. So. Wonderful. Well, again, if you're if you're – you have a child at one of those schools, be sure that they sign up for their free heart screen. Yes, give me a call. So how can, in, in that vein, how can people get involved with LPCF? So the biggest, and I guess it's all small um, foundations, donations. Because without donations, uh, we cannot provide this service. Um, like I said earlier, it's free to the, the parents. This this If you would go to a cardiology office and go through your insurance and get a more in-depth, but a heart screen. It would cost about $600, mm-hmm. and we provide this service free of charge. So we're always um, looking for donations. We also have fundraisers um, a couple of years. We also have, in February, a Congenital Heart Defect Awareness Day where schools participate. They wear red and donate a dollar or two. Uh, that's always a big fundraiser, especially for the lower schools because those kids have usually had a, a heart surgery, and mm-hmm. so uh They know those families. Uh, We're reaching out to more high schools to maybe participate in some sort of uh, wear red at February's Heart Month, and so we push February for that. Fundraisers, we usually have one huge fundraiser at LaBerge, but because of COVID, Mm. we had to cancel it last year, and this year we, again, are doing a virtual event. We hope in 2022 we can have that. (laughs) Yes, fingers crossed we can bring it back because it's, it's one of our biggest that brings in the most money, which allows us to do this. Um, so that's it. It's fundraisers. I'll write grants mm-hmm. um, to support this, but donations and fundraisers. Fundraisers, the biggest thing that we need every year is silent auction items. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel so bad for some of these local uh, boutiques and <laughs> stores that people like me are coming to them and saying, would you mind donating? So I try to go to stores and boutiques that I shop at. And so I tell my small uh, volunteer group, you know, if you shop, Reach out to them. Tell them what we do. Right. Um, they might have a high schooler who has received a heart screen, or they might know 
uh, have a friend whose child was born with a congenital heart defect. So maybe it touches them in some way, and maybe they'd be willing to donate an item Absolutely. or be a sponsor, you know. so And where can where can folks go if they want to donate? To your website? To our website. Okay. LPCF stands for Louisiana Pediatric Cardiology Foundation, lpcf.com. Awesome. As someone who has a child with a congenital heart defect, you've been through, you know, a yes. lot. Many hospitals, many, hospital many surgeries. Yes. Yes, and yes. so what would be some final thoughts um, that you would like to share to anyone who's um, who's listening to this podcast who may maybe had never heard of your organization before? Um, what would what would be I think your one message? One of the biggest things that when I talk about the foundation, I tell them what we do. Most people are amazed that Baton Rouge does not have a pediatric mm-hmm. cardiovascular surgeon. And they're like, what? We have these wonderful hospitals here in town. But we don't have a surgeon, and so all of our babies have to travel for surgery. Um, so that's one one point. The second is going to heart screens, that these heart screens are available for free of charge to any high school athlete. We, we, want, we only do high school at this point, and part of it is because the uh, cardiologists want the kids to have gone through puberty before we screen their heart. Um, and also they're also doing more uh, physical mm-hmm. workouts than – Say a, right. a, going to baseball practice and stuff like that. Working out right. with weights mm-hmm. and you know running a lot. So um, those are the two things that uh, the, the heart screens are out there free of charge and they're not included in your physical um, at, uh, physicals that you would normally do. And that these babies were really helping these families who have to travel, like your your brother who had right. to go to Texas. You mm-hmm. know these kids have to travel, and so these underprivileged families. Um, really benefit from these family grants that they're provided when they're, they're traveling. Absolutely. Well, Angel, thank you again for the tremendous work you're doing for Louisiana. Well, thank um, you so much. Um, yeah. um, I can't wait to listen to it and, and also Google and see what other uh, good works that y'all yes. have been. Um, yes. We, um, as I said earlier, we've started the Good Works Podcast. Good works this is podcast. episode three um, featuring Miss Angel Bourgeois. So thank you again for being here and stay tuned for this episode dropping later this week. You can listen on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. See you soon.